How you doing, everybody? The Jet Comic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Coppick. Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. All right, uh, boys and girls, uh, welcome once again to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face, uh, the program that uh, answers the musical question, just where is Western civilization going? I'm joined by my good friend from uh, WIND, the host of uh, The Man Show, Big Pink, <laughs> boy, is that a gun, <coughs> my good friend uh, Jeff Pinkus. Hey, Chad, how you, you know, you look very virile hey, today. Chad. Hey, hey, Chad. Hey, Chad, how are you? I'm living large, Chad. I am. All right, now, oh, You no. sound like Jerry Lewis on crack. You hey, know? how are you? You did, uh, you did a nice job uh, yes, for me yesterday. Thanks for filling in. I was doing a little community service by going to a wedding. It was awesome. Well, I know. And I, I heard at the wedding that you were you were shaking your bum to, to Moni Moni and Twist and Shout no. and Havanagila. That's and... it. Havanagila, I get in there and do the horror. <laughs> absolutely correct. You ever do the horror, you Gentile? You can't even figure no, out No, I've done it. some horrors, but yeah. <laughs> I've never done the horror. You've done horrors. <laughs> You've matter done fact, some horrors. Matter of fact, I, I, I did a horror Friday night. You know, I see, yeah, what happened to your eye? You got a little cut there, pal. A little, yeah, I know. A little friskiness. Uh, sustained uh, yeah, injury. Uh, let's just say that uh, that's a battle scar. You know what a class guy you are. I see you like at a bar mitzvah or a wedding that I'd be probably banging one of the banging somebody in the coat room or something. I see you there. Well, you I know, do. I see you there. Our mutual buddy Alan Weintraub. This goes back a long, long time, and mm-hmm. I'm very young. Nice to tell names. He and got, stories. He got married when he was about 21 years old. Okay. See, I, know I you. was the best man, Bob Surratt. Was one of the, um, what do they call him, the groomsmen? Can I ask you a question? I, I do want to interrupt you about Bob Surratt. Yeah. And I like, but is he, don't you think he's turned into a little bit of a pussy? Yeah, major. No, yeah. I mean that. I mean, yeah. Bob Surratt used to be very edgy on the radio. He was very, and, and, and now he's got, uh, his wife, I wouldn't Too much dough. Too much His wife has got a website, how to train your, seriously, how to train your man.com. And if you go on there, oh, and if you go on there, it shows Bob, one of the, uh, one of, I couldn't, and Marion is sitting at a, at a Marion Marciano, should be with Channel 32, sitting at a chair. And then Bob comes home with a bag of groceries, and he puts out the avocado. Oh, good, Bob. Puts out the tomato. Oh, good, Bob. And he goes, you know, honey, I, I, I went off the list, and I bought, say, tuna, you know, the, in, in oil instead of in water. And she goes, now, Bob. I mean, you just you want to puke. He just he just kind of turns into a nebbish. When he was on LS years ago, he was a very edgy, state of the art. Well, guy. here here is my take on Bob Surratt, and I like Bob. But I like him too. We we all leave plays on the field. God knows I have left my share of plays on the field, okay. and I had Channel Five locked in and should have made millions until I got, you know, too big for my own good. Okay. But in the case of Bob Surratt, he is so talented. He should own this town, but Bob has always been remarkably lazy. Too gifted for his own good. And also, let me tell you, you think Marianne Murciano, you think she's a load? His first wife, Carrie Cochran, she was nuts. who I worked with at The Loop, I mean, go to the dictionary, look at the word bitch. Okay. And you'll find her her picture. Now I heard Bob Surratt is very lazy. That he again, this is not to dump on Bob Surratt, but I was just asking you as far as he just looks. You know, no, we like, never dump on anybody on this show. No, that he uh, shows up like when he used to be like uh, on, on the uh, Channel Five or something. Let's say the broadcast started at five o'clock. He would get there at like ten minutes to five, do the broadcast, get, leave at five thirty, get home a quarter to six. It was like an hour of his time. Yeah, he told me when he was doing uh, WFLD's uh, morning show, mm-hmm. he had to be on air at uh, I believe seven a.m. Mm-hmm. He'd get up at uh, at six. <laughs> 
and just throw himself in the shower, right. put his clothes on, go down, not do a thing with copy. Nothing. At all. Now, now most of these guys who get up early and do these shows, like like a guy like Pat Cassidy of WBBM, gets up at he'll, get up at, he'll get up at 1.30 in the morning right. and read the New York Times. You know, gets up at which is really depressing. No, you don't get If to... you're going to get up at 1.30 in the morning, you get up to masturbate. Well, maybe he does that first. <laughs> and <laughs> is that what you do? Well, generally, yeah. yeah. Masturbation is a good thing. I don't like milk. Unless the quiche is there. I don't like dairy products, but <laughs> masturbation is like uh, like warm milk. You spritz wide left, good, good night, go to bed. It just gets it's wide left. And you go to bed. Now, um, wait, hold on, hold on. Cut her back. He looks, he spritz. Oh, and it's wide left. <laughs> I told you that story in the podcast when I was. Let's talking. get back to the wedding lesson. Okay. I, I, here's one thing I want to know about, about Jewish customs. Go ahead. And I, I'm thinking about a wedding of a guy named Brad Saul in New Jersey. All right. Uh, off the Palisades Parkway back in 1991. Yeah. Who cares about all of these stupid details I'm throwing into this nonsense? But anyway, why, why is it? Well, I remember David Kaplan from WGN. Get to his it. wedding. His wedding. We all had to be there at like five thirty. Then we sat in our chairs until nine o'clock, waiting for the sun to go down. That's because Jews like to make you suffer. <laughs> That's right. Believe me, if you would. With the food we had that night, we did our share of suffering. Oh, a little chicken, Cook. little, chi- little chicken Kiev. Uh, no, it was more like chicken cacciatore. Yeah, you know, they, you can't skimp on the food. All right, get back to the wine trap thing. Wine trap, Bob Surratt, you were the best man. Well, yeah, here we go. We're okay. we're at the wedding. Alan's twenty one years old. Yeah. I'm twenty one. Surratt's <clears throat> got to be twenty one, maybe twenty two. We're all young guys, and we're all stallions, and we're all feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I have my girlfriend at the wedding, and I'm I'm the best man. And we get about halfway through the reception. I'm drinking in those days. And, you know, by 7 o'clock at night, I'm blitzed. Mm-hmm. So about 8.30, her name was Terry Masella. Really adorable, foxy, hot little Italian babe mm-hmm. who I was dating. I said, uh, Terry, uh, what say we, uh, what say we, what uh, say we journey back up to the, uh, uh, to the room and just relax for a while? Well, I mean, she's as horny as I am. Mm-hmm. So we go back up and, and we're, we're, we're banging each other during the wedding. Nice. While Alan hit, oh, you're the best man. And I'm the best man. So what happened? Well, I, I missed the toast. I missed... <laughs> yeah, but the big thing I missed was... They, Alan has never forgiven me for not being there when they carried him in the chair. And I wanted right, to know right, I wanted to know right. what the tradition is with the Jewish people, why they always pick up the groom and carry him in the chair. <laughs> Let me put it to you like that. They couldn't get me up on the chair. <laughs> So, you know, you know what? Hey, at least Dominique said last night. Yeah. You lose 25 pounds off your butt. Yeah. And it uh mm-hmm. it qualifies for re-membership in the human race. It's true, no. 25, I'll be good. I'll be getting there. I've lost 21. Not bad. Not bad. It's all right. You're still dealing with that uh, with that neo-Nazi out in... Uh, yeah, the neo-Nazi trainer in Buffalo Grove. Yeah, I've dropped uh, 20... This week, I waited in yesterday on Sunday, I'll drop three more. What's our website? I will kill you, dot com. We, <laughs> have you seen... <laughs> have you seen yourself naked lately, dot com? Have you seen yourself naked, naked lately, dot com? Have you seen yourself naked lately, dot com? Let me ask you this. Yesterday, I was working out, and this is a pet peeve to you, guys that wear tennis shoes... Or, you know, workout shoes with black socks. Do yeah. You find oh, that? Oh. How, how putsy do you have to be? You know what? Next that's, to sandals, that's, that's the worst. That's like saying I live I live 25 miles east of Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a square. I'm a hick. I like biology. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the kid was a real little nerdy kid, and and why living in Orlando is a shithole. I wouldn't want to live in Orlando. I, on top what, of it. what does Orlando have besides Disney World and T-shirt shops? Josh Mora just moved to Orlando. The poor guy. <laughs> He's working for some. For those of you who don't know, Josh Moore used to be on Comcast.net with the Hawks. Speaking of the Hawks, they do. I was talking to Levy, our technical producer. Uh, they worry me. They're just not bringing it. They, I'm not gonna making a whole big deal. I don't want this to be sports radio, but I'm why I'm you know how passionate I am about the Hawks. They're just not. I think they'll beat Nashville, but they're just not. Well, here's what's fi- interesting. Firing. Pinker, here's what's interesting about the Blackhawks right now. They've played 120 minutes of home ice hockey against Nashville, and they split, but they've scored a grand total of three goals. You, three You are right goals. on that. So, and I was reading in the Sun-Times the other day about uh, almost like enjoying to play on the road better in the playoffs. They'll do better. So... I don't know. I just... Uh... Well, there's something interesting about hockey as regards home ice advantage, and it has to do with travel. It has to do with the, with the way athletes are pampered. Back in the old days when you were flying commercial and you were sitting three across and mm-hmm. the rookies all had to sit in the middle and you were taking early flights, that that was the home ice advantage, in my opinion. These days, these guys all charter. They have nutritionists. The Blackhawks travel with a team physician. Mm-hmm. Uh that was something that John McDonough yeah. brought to the table. Okay. So I think I think going on the road is almost uh, takes the pressure for, off for a, for a lot of guys. It does take the pressure off. They go away. They say, hey, as we speak right now, uh, San Jose is down, the Red Wings are down, the Blackhawks are one one. Uh, home ice, at least in the Western Conference right now, is not a shall we say major factor. Now it will be in a Game Seven. But right now it's not. Nice to see. Speaking of uh, of uh, San Jose and, and uh, in Colorado, Craig Anderson, you know, pride of Barrington, Illinois, have a nice comeback. It's nice to see. He's a hell of a goalie. Played for the Hawks. Played for the Pittsburgh. Played for the Hawks. Played for the Panthers. Came back to the Hawks. Got cut. Now he's uh, he's doing well. Uh, moving right along. Well, it's nice to hear a hometown you know, boy uh, make well. When, when I was well. doing your show last night, I met a guy named uh, Dan Darby. who's an, I heard you had fun with him. He's an MMA fighter. I heard you had a good time he's with him. He's the first MMA fighter I've ever seen who yeah. doesn't have cauliflower ears. <laughs> <laughs> did, you have a nice, did, did you have a nice time? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I like Dan, and Dan is a sweet young man. Well, yeah. you can't say sweet. I mean, the guy would take his fists out and just... Just literally mm-hmm. beat the living hell out of you. Yeah. But he, he walks in with he walks in with a shiner, and I mean, is that where fists. you got your shiner from today? Did he give you a shot? He never told me what happened. You know, but uh, you know, Dominique is sitting there just teasing the living devil out of the poor She's guy. She's such a bitch. <laughs> no, she is. <laughs> she is. I love her, but she is. She comes across this nice, sweet little girl. That's just she's. It's a turnoff. She's got this. I, I, I swear she has done nothing between the sheets for 12 years. Nothing. But don't you find that as a man, as a turnoff when that girl just plays that prude? She's 54 years old, that prude. Kind of, she's not attractive. Not that you have to be a whore, but she plays that prude. I'll go with you. I'll go with you for two dates. I'm a victim. I've been hurt. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not attractive. It's not attractive. That reminds me of Bill Deal and the Rondells. I've been hurt, 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 it's true. hurt, hurt. I mean, I love Lisa. Yes, but I've been don't hurt. Don't you think that? I mean, she, and, she, and she'll admit to it. You called her a tease once, and she admitted to it. She oh, said, she, yeah. she's very, very proud of being a tease. Right. She is. All right, Dr. Pinker, I have something here that uh, I haven't even read. Why this, would so. you even read that to me? You ask me the question, then you read my answer. So why would I even? Well, here we, go. I, here call, we go. Let's call Dr. Chester. Read it and give yourself an answer. You can. Uh, you know. Here we go. Dear Abby, uh, reading from the Chicago Sun-Times, mm-hmm. and as you all know, uh, 
Dear Abby is written by Abigail Van Buren, who has no real uh, uh, job in life other than the fact that uh, uh, her old lady wrote the column and then, I guess, willed it to her. That's true. They, it's not so much will to her. They must have made a deal to Hey, papers. by the way, we got to talk to Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs. We? You and me? Yeah. You know why? <laughs> what should we tell him? Well, why don't we have him do a podcast when, 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 you, when you look at his haircut, doesn't it look like he's still using Brill Cream? He goes to Supercut still. Listen, he, <laughs> he does. He comes from the family, made money late in life. He grew up a very middle class guy. Tom Ricketts. Tom Ricketts and Ryan Sandberg. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to die a very lower middle class guy. That's all right. Uh, I work with a woman who I talks to, do, to, uh, to dragonflies. Remember we talked, I get to do the eulogy. Remember we talked last week? Yeah. I get to be one of the three guys. It's, uh, Mark Gian Greco. It's, I forgot the second guy. John McDonough. John McDonough's correct in the pinker. We're really going for star appeal. Well, you know, Mark Gian Greco and John McDonough. Also, if Marshall Thompson, the uh, lead singer for the Shy Lights, yeah. isn't in jail, I'd like to have him there too. All right, Marshall Thompson. <laughs> we're, and we're, I got this all written down, by the way, and we're going to dress you in a nice suit with a red handkerchief and Rolling Stone and Beach Boys CDs. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, all right. I uh, here we go. Dear Abby uh, yes. slash Dear Dr. Pinker. Sure. Uh, this this one sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I work with a woman who talks to dragonflies and believes she was abducted by <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? Let's put her on. The, let's hire her. She sounds, she's perfect for me already. She, she does the 6 and 10 news on Channel 5 in Chicago. Uh, uh, she's one of those people who uh, comes across as sweet and caring but complains and gossips behind your back. I work in close proximity to her and must interact with her daily. I can't stand her, yet she relentlessly tries to befriend me regardless of how hard I try to make it clear I'm not interested. Recently, there was a fire in my house. Boy, this prod's having a hell of a life. <laughs> she hangs out with dragonfly queens, <laughs> and she left the oven on. <laughs> Honey, the house burned down. Hey, you think you got problems? I've been talking to Broad all day long about dragonflies. You actually, how could you even get through that and even read this on the air? Now, well, I, I didn't read it. I mean, usually I rehearse for these, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, recently there was a fire in, in my face. home, yeah. and our family was left with uh, nothing. Miss X offered me her deceased mother's dinner set. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I think it's nice. That's nice. Deceased. She's not going to give her That reminds me living. of Psycho, for God's sake. Why? Go ahead. Why? What's wrong with well, that? Well, let me, let me conclude. I felt awkward accepting it, but because she told me it made her feel good to spread parts of her mother around. I accepted. This broad's really worded out. <laughs> I think it's nice. Ah, uh, here we go. Now I regret accepting it because she thinks I'm indebted to her, and she makes my life miserable trying to engage me in mindless conversation during work. Abby Pinker, I th- I thanked her for the dinner set at the time. Uh, she gave it to me. You know, I sound like I sound like I'm a, I'm a retard when I read. You are. Retarded. I really do. Do you want to know what my advice is already? I can tell you right now. Well, how long do I have to pretend to like her? Signed, not interested. Here's what I would do because I would speaking of fires, I would take a gasoline can and a match, and I'd burn. <laughs> I'd burn myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd kill myself. Okay? She's hanging out with dragonflies who talk to, or ladies talk to dragonflies and flies. She's eating off of Anthony Perkins' mother's <laughs> yeah, no. dinnerware. She's, she's down in the fruit cellar with Anthony Perkins' and mother. she's probably no eating, no, 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 nothing better than Encore. So you know what? I just fucking kill myself. That's you know it. What, uh, I'm out. I'll guarantee you one thing about this broad. 
She is big on Red Lobster. <laughs> well, stop with the Red Lobster. I'm trying to change your image already. That's enough with the Red Lobster. You know what? Until you've had the linguine, a Red Lobster, again with with the shrimp or with um, uh, crab legs, you don't know what marginal eating really is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, to this lady, maybe, you know what? If I knew where she lived, I'd send her a Red Lobster gift, gift certificate. Okay. All right, we're done. We're out of here. We're... Uh, we're uh, we're through. Don't we have, uh, on our next podcast, don't we have some broad coming in who's really uh, we're supposed whacked to, out horny? No, we're supposed to have a guy come in talking about this awesome event on April, a week from Wednesday, whenever that day is. that April 25th, 27th? Take a look. What's what's today's date? Today's the 19th, 2021, April 28th at the X, at the, uh, at the Excalibur. It's a sex pole event. It's porn, oh, really? Yeah, porn stars. Oh, God, Keisha will be dying to go. Let's, you can go. You can go. He's going to get his tickets. I'm going. Levy's going to get his tickets? No, not forget Levy. <laughs> Levy. No, no, the guy, Josh, who uh, who's the manager there, uh, is going to get his tickets. I mean, I thought we could have Amateur and have a bunch of broads dance on Levy's stomach. No. <laughs> he's looking better. Do you, have you gone to the gym, pal? You did. Since last week. He's, he's Dan looks thin. I mean, Dan, you can, Dan looks better. You can clearly see it. And you look good in your yellow shirt. Hey, fuck you. I know. Okay. All right, folks. Chet, you want to take us out of here before? Well, first of all, you know, being being the being the low class pimp whore that you are. Yes. You forgot about Thursday night where I have to drive to to Hammond. Why? It's just a, to accommodate you. It's twenty minutes for you. It's not even a half hour. It's it's, it's the Midwest smokeout. My my time is very valuable. Oh please. <laughs> Take you're gonna take. It's gonna be great, and you're gonna and you take. I was gonna. I'm gonna you, be take, there promptly at six thirty. It starts want, at four. I want hot bitches. You got them. Great food. Great food. Great booze. I want a big, thick, pinker cigar. You got it. And most of all, I don't want to be bothered by you. <laughs> You're gonna be hanging out with me. The pinker smoking laundry chicks from the Deja Vu are gonna be there. A wonderful booby club. Oh, it's gonna be. Where is the Deja Vu? We're <laughs> we're gonna find out about ten minutes from the club. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very nice. There, you know, there's and, one joint down there that has uh, nude contact dancing. See. Now I thought, you know, nude that, contact dancing for maybe two hundred bucks, I'd go down there and give it a give it a shot just to do it. Yeah. You know what the tab is? No. Fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, forget it. Deja Vu is supposed to be a hot place, and they're having an after party. They call it for all the people oh. for all the people that are are How about are, are, are not just the not the um not just the uh, people the uh, the attendees for the vendors a la the pinker, yeah. It's well, going to be a fun night. If I am not comped, if I'm not at that party, you're, you're, gonna, you're dead. You're going to be with me. You are so fucking dead if I'm you're not at that You're going to be with me the whole thing. It's going to be awesome night. You're going to meet a ton of people, and they're going to be treating you like a god. You're going to be, hey, Pinker, thank you very much for inviting me. By the way, this edition of Unscripted and In Your Face has been brought to you by Lloyd Mandel, inviting Gentiles of all kinds. <laughs> Double for you guys, because you know, retail. Retail. You got what you. That's what Gentile means. Gentile means slash retail. That's what it means. Well, what does uh, uh, Hebrew persuasion mean? Discount. <laughs> <laughs> you know how dumb some people can be when they're really intelligent. Okay, Frank. Yeah, take me for example. Thank you, Frank. My co-host on the show is you know is 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 a sweet guy. He's the best. Now we did a lot of great things for Midwest Smokeout. All kidding aside, they've sold. 1500 tickets and they ask you to check on what you know where you heard about the event 10% has come from my show that's 150 tickets and 140 a copy you do the math so they did very well okay 
So she says to me, anything... Well, that means you're bringing 20 large into the event. That's fine. They should give you five grand as no, a bird No, no, it's okay. We barred it off this year because we didn't know how it was going to go. It was fine. They really took care of me. They gave me this pinker smoking lounge. They put me in all the press and everything, and they're going to interview me in there. It's fine. It's fine. So, I, you know, so I asked her for some more tickets for people like you. She offered me originally eight, and I think I've gotten like 30 from them, which is very, very, very generous. So Frank has got a bunch of brother-in-laws that smoke cigars. And this is, and I tell him, you're such a dumb Gentile. And we're sitting at breakfast and he goes, you know, my, my brother-in-laws are going to want to go. And he goes, you know, and I go, and he doesn't, all you have to do is ask. And I say, Pinker, can you, he doesn't have to do any work. Can you just ask and see if you can maybe help me out or get a discount, whatever? So I said, you mean to tell me your brother-in-laws are going to go pay a buck forty, a forty times five, which is seven bells? That's ridiculous. Let me see what I can do. I call her up, Kristen. I need another five tickets. She said, hey, Pinker, whatever you want. You've been awesome. Handed them. But just you Gentiles, you just, you don't ask. You folks out there, you got to ask. All they have to do is say no. You just ask. You don't have to be, uh, you have to beat them up. The Lord is it. my shepherd. It's I true. Shall not want. I shall not want to pay retail. Thank you very much. And this show. He maketh me lie in still waters. He restoreth my soul. Are you going to pray? How are you getting down there? Of course, American Taxi is going to take you because you're start, Absolutely. you started drinking again, I understand. So can you tell us quickly about how you're going to get down there and what they do for us? Well, the great thing about American Taxi is this. Service. Courtesy. Prices that are not going to gouge you. Unmatched credibility. Mm-hmm. You don't become Chicago's premier suburban taxi service by doing everything wrong. You do it by always making it right for the customer. Hey, Pinker is a regular rider on American Taxi. When I'm out in the suburbs, I don't even bother to take my car. I always use American Taxi. Yeah, it's the greatest. Flat rates from uh, from um, from any area to uh, downtown. Flat rates to O'Hare. Flat rates to Midway Airport. And now they're going up to Milwaukee. Flat rates. You know where you what you're going to pay. You know, on the front side, no gouging, no meter. It's awesome. And I, yeah, I may have that meter like place to place, but as far as long distances, you know exactly what you're going to pay, and they're very honest. And the cabs are clean, and the service is friendly, and they speak. <laughs> you can understand. <laughs> no pork of the English. Okay. They could speak. God, does that piss me off in Chicago when I'm riding in one of those burgundy cabs? Doesn't it? And you got some third world fanatic talking Doesn't in some it? language. Yeah. And you think he's going to blow you up. You do. <laughs> and then when and you try and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the cab smells like the stockyards. Yeah. That, and they try, and he tries to clean it up with pimp oil, okay, from the car wash. And then when he says to you, say, credit, my credit card machine no work. My credit card machine no work. I don't sure take works. a, I don't take credit card. Yeah, I don't take credit card, but it says you, there's a master charge in American Express envelope. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. Yeah, get out of cap, get out of cap. All, All right, right, gang, we're out of here. Uh, this has been unscripted in your face with, uh, Jeff Pinkus and, uh, Chet Kopic. We'll join you, uh, later on this week with, uh, results from, uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Great American Smokeout, the Pinker Band. Uh, this, guy's got, this guy's got more scams going on than the law allows. You talk well. Us, uh, the following has been a Copic and Pinker presentation under the direction of Daniel Levy. For further information. Hey, by the way, wouldn't it be nice if people would start writing us fan letters and crayon instead of with ballpoint pens? Hey, did you see our, uh, which Frank made the thing on uh, you and me in, in, the, uh, in the orange jumpsuits? That was classic. Hilarious. What a great bit. Okay. He's got great imagination. He's great. For a Gentile. And he doesn't talk, but he's got the, he's got the inner workings of an Andy, of a maniac. It's he perfect. doesn't talk, which means when you're on the radio, you're really a smash. Yeah. <laughs> he did fine last night. He tried to keep us straight. We're out of here. So long, everybody. See you, folks.